What's up, shadowy sleuths? Welcome to Sinister Silhouettes, the podcast where we dive headfirst into the darkest corners of the human psyche. I'm Tasha Pierce, your guide through the twisted tapestry of true crime, unsolved mysteries, and paranormal phenomena. Together, we'll unravel these sinister silhouettes, shining a light on the darkness that can reside within the human soul. Please do me the honor of rating, reviewing, and subscribing to Sinister Silhouettes wherever you're listening. In the middle of a neighborhood park where kids are running wild, laughing, and just doing their thing, I found a kind of happiness that's been missing from my grown-up life. Watching them play with their giggles floating in the air and their voices making the place feel alive, it was like a reminder of the good stuff that's still out there. These little ones all over the place chasing each other, turning the grass into their playground. It's like they're in their own world where a stick can be a sword and the ground is some kind of new land. But then they look in my direction and suddenly things aren't all right. Eyes are the windows to the soul, right? Well, their eyes, which seemed full of life just a second ago, are actually this deep, dark, black. It's like their whole vibe changes. Those eyes don't seem right, and it kind of gives me the creeps. And when their eyes lock onto mine, it's like this weird feeling settles in my gut. Danger, run, leave. It's as if there's some sort of heavy secret lurking behind those dark eyes. And I'm the only one who got a peek. Everything freezes except the kids who are now walking towards me. It's like the whole world's holding its breath, like it knows something's off. But I'm not waiting around to see what the kids want with me. I can't get out of there fast enough or shake the feeling those eyes left with me. What's really up? with those eyes. Was it some kind of light trick or did they really have something deep going on in there? The happiness I felt before is replaced by utter terror. I'm stuck thinking about the fun they appear to be having and the strange truth those eyes seem to bring. As the sun goes down and everything gets shadowy, I can't help but wonder if those black eyes hold a story that's way more complicated than just some kids playing around. That little piece of fiction is a perfect introduction to black-eyed kids. Black-eyed children are typically said to be between the ages of 6 and 16 who approach individuals often in secluded or dark areas and request some form of assistance or interaction. The distinctive and eerie aspect of these encounters is the alleged completely black or darkened eyes of the children, devoid of any discernible iris or sclera. The encounters usually involve the children asking for help to gain entry to a vehicle, a home, or other private spaces. They often claim to be lost, scared, or in need of a phone call. The stories surrounding black-eyed children often induce feelings of unease and fear, with many people reporting an overwhelming sense of dread in their presence. Some individuals who claim to have had encounters with black-eyed children report experiencing negative consequences or feelings of impending doom after. 
Some say black-eyed kids have been being reported for decades, but the earliest eyewitness account seems to be tied to an Abilene, Texas reporter named Brian Bethel. On a spring or summer evening in 1996, Brian Bethel was making his way to pay a bill at the cable company's Dropbox. As he innocently scribbled on a check in the dimly lit area, he had no idea that this was to be his most frightening night ever. He was seated in his car in the parking lot across from a movie theater when two boys about 9 to 12 years old came knocking at his window. The boys, as he described them, were a somewhat suave, olive-skinned, curly-headed young man and a red-headed, pale-skinned, freckled young man. They wore hooded sweatshirts, which wasn't unusual for kids that age. What did seem to be strange was the lack of supervision. 9 or 10 p.m. is certainly late for these boys to be out alone, and they needed a good talking to about approaching strangers. When Brian let down his window, the first boy explained that the two of them had come to watch a screening of Mortal Kombat at the theater, but had forgotten their money at their mother's house. They wanted a ride to their mother's house to get their money, and then go back to the theater. Unexplainably, the entire time this kid was talking, Bethel was consumed by an irrational fear. He definitely wasn't taking these children anywhere. The boy continued to try to convince him with assurances like, it won't take long. We're just two little kids. It's not like we have a gun or anything, which doesn't sound suspicious at all, right? Without thinking, Bethel subconsciously reached out to open his car door when he suddenly broke his vision of the boy and came to notice his cold black eyes. Eyes he described as the sort of eyes one sees these days on aliens or bargain basement vampires on late night television. Soulless orbs like two great swaths of a starless night. I told you this guy was a journalist, right? Okay, so that was the kick in the pants needed to jumpstart his common sense. He looked at the marquee of the theater and noticed the final showing of the movie Mortal Kombat started long before he pulled up. There was going to be some Mortal Kombat all right if he let those kids in his car. Fight or flight had now kicked in. Bethel realized society heavily frowns upon beating the crap out of kids or paranormal beings masquerading as kids. So trying to maintain a facade of normalcy, he mumbled a few excuses, tugged at the gear shift, and got the F out of there. Glancing at the rearview mirror, it startled him to see that the children had completely vanished, all within a matter of seconds. Bethel chose to share his experience privately with a select group through email communication. However, it wasn't long before his narrative caught on like wildfire across the vast expanse of the internet. As a result, the personal encounter of this well-known journalist quickly gained traction, becoming a story that resonated with thousands of others. While some accounts were genuine and others fabricated, the cumulative effect was enough to elevate black-eyed kids to the status of a contemporary paranormal phenomenon. Now I'm going to share with you a few more stories about other encounters with black-eyed kids that I've gleaned from the internet, and you decide for yourself if any of them are credible or not. Now, after I'm finished recounting the stories in the experiencer's own words, I'll give my thoughts. 
One evening during the summer of 2019, I went outside on my porch to smoke a cigarette. It was still light out. I live near Rochester, Minnesota. There's a small hill directly across the street from my house, and I noticed two kids, a young boy and a girl, walking up the hill. They stopped and looked back at me, but I got a bad feeling about them. They were wearing dark blue vinyl windbreakers with hoods, and as I looked closer, I could see that their eyes were black. They started to walk down the hill and come across the street walking directly toward me. I was cordial and introduced myself to them. They continued to advance toward me. I was getting scared, so I quickly went back into the house. I asked my wife if she heard me talking to the kids. She heard nothing, so I just put it out of my mind. The evening was quiet, and my wife and I went to bed around 11 p.m. After several minutes of laying in bed, I started to feel strange. I looked towards the window. We have a one-story ranch-style house, and I saw the girl standing outside this window. I freaked out and went to make sure the doors were bolted. When I got to the kitchen door, I could see the boy standing on the back porch. I ran back to the bedroom and grabbed my 45 automatic. I just assumed that they were attempting to break in. By that time, I was extremely scared. I went to pick up the phone to call 911, but the next thing I remember was waking up in bed the next morning. It was just after 6 a.m. My wife was awake and looked at me. Where did you go last night? I told her I didn't go anywhere. She said that she heard the back door close around midnight and that she went to see what was going on. She said she couldn't find me. I told her what had happened and she thought that I was hiding something from her. I still don't know what happened. I've read about lost time and alien abductions, but I always believed it was bunk. I still don't really believe it. Like, were those black-eyed kids aliens? And by the way, I no longer smoke. I just don't have the urge anymore. Could you tell me why? I have no idea, but I had smoked for almost 30 years. Okay, that was creepy. So let's move on to the second story I've got for you. We live in a neighborhood of small family houses in Arlington, Texas. Every year we have from 40 to 60 trick-or-treaters at our door on Halloween night. They usually consist of small children accompanied by adults or older children in groups and teenagers who can't seem to give up their childhood fun. Sometimes the teens don't even bother to wear costumes. Halloween night of 2011 was a busy one on our street. At one point, I answered the doorbell to a large group of kids of various ages. Two of the tallest ones were dressed in rather flashy costumes. I remember nylon net, glitter, sequins, and garish makeup. I don't remember if they were both girls or if one was a boy. I always pay attention and compliment the kids on their costumes. When I looked at the eyes of these teenagers, I was really taken aback. The entire visible eyeballs were a shiny, cold black. I told them they had great costumes and I think I asked if those things hurt their eyes because I naturally assumed they were wearing contact lenses covering their entire eye surface. I got no answer to my question. They just sort of smiled. Just sort of. Maybe they just didn't want to converse with an elderly grandmother type. I don't even know if I got to thank you for the candy from them or not. I closed the door before the mass of kids left on the porch, so I don't know if the two teens went off by themselves or with some of the younger kids. 
I remember mentioning to my husband that some teens were wearing what looked like painful contact lenses and then didn't think about the incident anymore until I found out about black-eyed children. Wow, or not a wow, were they hybrids or just ultra-cool teens? I believe the latter and that they were trying to shock people. In any case, they succeeded with me. I know I would not have let them in my house, whatever they were. Okay, that one could have been, it could go either way, right? It could have just been contact lenses or it could have been something sinister. We're going to move on to story number three. Something happened last summer that has left me with many questions and few answers. I was employed at an appliance and furniture rental and sales business in Great Bend, Kansas. One morning, a co-worker and I opened the store. When we arrived, we noticed that the back door was open, and when we entered the back room, all the lights in the store had been turned on. It didn't look like a break-in because the security latch was still intact. The security system had been disabled. There was no power indicator on the cold box. So we immediately called the police and the store manager to report the situation. We were told not to open the store and to remain in the back office until someone arrived. A few minutes later, after hanging up the phone with the store manager, a police officer was knocking on the back door. I let him in and told him what we had found when we arrived. The officer started to walk through the back room and into the showroom when we started to hear a baby cry. I thought that a customer may have somehow entered the store and that they had a baby with them. So my coworker and I followed the officer in the direction of the crime. And well, I don't believe what I saw. There were two babies lying on a twin size bed display. The officer told us to stay there while he checked the rest of the store. So he had also radioed for other police officers to come to this location. I looked down at the babies who were both tightly wrapped in dark green cloth. Both babies were very quiet, very still, and looking at me and my coworker. I was taken aback by their odd eyes. Both babies had large pupils that were black. There were no irises and neither of the babies blinked. The police officer was soon back with us. He commented on the baby's eyes as well. In fact, he was totally freaked out. So much so that he looked scared. The store manager soon arrived as well as a senior police officer. We all stood around the bed looking at these strange babies who lay there quietly watching us. The store manager pulled my co-worker and me to the side and told us to just go ahead and leave. He was not opening the store until he found out what was going on. So we quickly headed back towards the back door and left. I wasn't scheduled to work until a couple of days later, but I had talked to a few co-workers who said that the atmosphere in the store was very strange. They had been receiving weird telephone calls and the security system alarm would trip on several times during the day. That concludes that one, and that one was a bit more eerie to me, but we still have one more. In case you think this is only an American phenomenon, here's a story from across the pond. Lee Brickley conducted an investigation into reported sightings of black-eyed ghosts in Canuck Chase. Among those accounts was one involving a woman and her daughter who were taking a walk when they heard cries and noticed a lone child. The mother hurried to catch up with the child, but the child seemed to disappear. 
Instead, a girl who appeared to be around 10 years old stood before her, covering her eyes. The mom inquired, are you all right? And if you, if you were the one that was screaming, were you crying? When the girl lowered her hands, the woman was taken aback by her eyes, which were entirely black without any white or iris. Startled, the woman grabbed her daughter and stepped back. To her astonishment, when she looked up again, the girl had vanished. Interestingly, Lee Brickley also shared that this same girl, whom he identifies as a ghost, had been spotted by his own aunt 30 years prior in 1982 within the same area. He documented this incident in his 2013 book, UFOs, Werewolves, and the Pig Man. According to Brickley, his aunt heard the cries of a child during the night and upon following the sound, she encountered a girl around six years old who met her gaze with entirely black eyes before dashing off into the woods. Despite a police search, no trace of the child was ever found. Now, these accounts of the black-eyed child in Canic Chase may be intertwined with a real-life tragedy that influenced Brickley's interpretation of the entity as a ghost. In the 1960s, Canic Chase gained notoriety as the location of one of the largest police investigations in British history, centered on the search for the murderer of three local schoolgirls. Some speculate that the black-eyed child reported in the area could be the spirit of one of those girls. Given the exposure to these stories, it's conceivable that a young female resident who grew up hearing about them might perceive that she had witnessed something, even if it wasn't actually present. Wow, three stories about black-eyed kids. And now that you've heard them, Let's discuss why grown-ass people might be afraid of some black-eyed kids. Black-eyed kids are so terrifying for a plethora of reasons. First, how they look is just weird, right? Imagine kids with completely black eyes, no white parts at all. That's strange, and it makes us uncomfortable. Then, they give us trust issues. Think about it. There's this mix of innocence and danger. Kids are usually seen as harmless. They ask to come into our homes or cars, and our first inclination is to protect them. Then these creeps get in, and suddenly we feel like something bad is about to happen, and that's confusing and unnerving. Not knowing what the hell is going on is really disturbing. Uh, they're a mystery. We don't know where they come from. We don't know what they want. And that makes our brains go into alert mode because we're not sure if we're safe from some kids. <laughs> and then losing control is a big fear for many of us. But black eyed kids reportedly can make us feel like we can't make our own choices. And that's pretty terrifying. This supernatural stuff is enough to weird anyone out. But let's face it, we're scared of things that don't make sense. And black eyed kids don't make sense with their strange eyes and their lack of feelings and their overall eerie vibe. And then they have the audacity to be tricksters. That's unsettling. They try to get us to do things we shouldn't, like letting them in. And then that taps into our fear of being fooled by someone we thought was harmless. There's a story about them getting into a home and moving around a little too much. I'd be like, look, you better sit your ass down, little black-eyed kids, because I put you in timeout. I am that one. 
<laughs> after after I clean up the puddle of pee on the floor. Also, remember stories when we were younger about bad creatures looking like kids from old tales and movies? Black eyed kids fit that idea. It's like those stories come into life. So it's a mix of all these things. Strange looks, not knowing what they're up to, feeling like we're losing control, and the fear that they might not be human at all. That makes Black Eyed Kids really give us the shivers. For those who believe in the existence of Black Eyed Kids, there exists a range of speculative theories concerning their origin. It's important to note that these theories lack any evidence and are largely based on personal beliefs. So among these ideas, one prevalent notion is that black-eyed kids are paranormal entities, potentially ghosts or malevolent spirits that adopt the appearance of children to interact with and manipulate people. Another perspective aligns black-eyed kids with aliens or extraterrestrial phenomena. We often hear about black-eyed kids hand-in-hand -hand with men in black, but I digress. Their proximity to uh, extraterrestrial phenomena suggests that these beings use the facade of children to approach humans and possibly carry out their covert agendas. And in a similar vein, some believers believe black-eyed kids are demons, evil spirits, jinn. Drawing parallels to folklore about demons taking on human forms to deceive and harm individuals. An alternative theory posits that black-eyed kids might be interdimensional beings crossing over from alternate dimensions or realities into our neck of the woods. Conversely, a more skeptical interpretation considers black-eyed kids' encounters to be modern iterations of urban legends and folklore, possibly fabricated or exaggerated for entertainment purposes. Lastly, some individuals propose psychological explanations suggesting that black-eyed kids could be psychological manifestations stemming from deep-seated fears and anxieties. It's important to approach these theories with caution because it remains speculative. All of it lacks any evidentiary substantiation and these encounters are primarily shared through anecdotal accounts online, a word of mouth, and have not been verified either scientifically or in any other real way. <laughs> and I guess I should add because the phenomenon of black-eyed kids places particular emphasis on the eye color as a reason to find them sinister. We have to remember to not be complete jerks to people who may have black eyes for other reasons. Physiognomy, which involves making judgments about someone's character based on their facial features, could potentially play a role in how people uh, perceive individuals with black eyes, such as those affected by certain medical conditions or injuries. Physiognomy is unreliable and it often leads to stereotyping or false assumptions. So when encountering someone with black eyes, some individuals might unconsciously associate this feature with negative traits due to cultural associations, superstitions, or personal biases. So as we discussed earlier, historically, black eyes have been linked to ideas of mystery, darkness, even malevolence in various cultures and, and storytelling. Nevertheless, it's important to emphasize that having black eyes 
doesn't inherently indicate anything about a person's character, their intentions, or their personality. Black eyes can be caused by medical conditions. They can be caused by injuries, genetics, or even their own cosmetic choices. Jumping to conclusions based on somebody's appearance can perpetuate unfair judgments and misunderstandings. And in modern society in today's world, there's an increased awareness of the pitfalls of making assumptions based on physical appearances. We're encouraged to treat each other as individuals with unique experiences, thoughts, and feelings, rather than relying on superficial cues like eye color or any other physical attribute to determine their character. But are they real though, Tasha? Are they real? Well, you know, when it comes to the topic of these black-eyed kids, there's actually some intriguing stuff that might make you think they could be real. First off, there's a bunch of stories out there from different people all describing pretty similar things. These aren't just random tales. They share common elements like the appearance of these kids with pitch black eyes. And while personal stories aren't concrete proof, when a bunch of them show up, it can be hard to ignore. Now think about also, think about how many urban legends and folklore stories turned out to have a basis in reality. Once upon a time, gorillas and platypuses were only legends passed from person to person. They were cryptids. Now we know they exist. People have seen them and touched them and everything. Some sick sickos kill them. But anywho, we've got legends about ghosts, strange creatures, and mysterious happenings that turned out turned out to be true events with a twist. So is it really that crazy to think that black-eyed kids might be a modern-day version of these kinds of legends? Now, psychologically, it's fascinating how people from different parts of the world have similar experiences with the black-eyed kids. They're not just limited to one culture or one region, which might at least suggest that there's something real behind these encounters, right? And then the internet has played a role in spreading black-eyed kids' stories, but it's also helped people connect and share experiences. So when you have people from various backgrounds reporting similar things, it lends a little credibility to the idea that there's something to this phenomenon. And remember, sometimes things don't fit neatly into what we understand scientifically. We're discovering new things about our world all the time. Just because we can't explain something right now doesn't mean it's not possible. So while we should while we should definitely be careful about jumping to conclusions, there's a pretty interesting case to be made for the existence of black eyed kids. And when you piece together the stories, parallels with other legends and the psychological aspects, it's hard to dismiss them completely outright. Ah, ah, ah. But alternatively, when considering the same idea of these same black-eyed kids, it's also fair to approach it with a little skepticism and a critical mindset. There are strong reasons to question whether black-eyed kids actually exist. Okay, let's get into those. So first off, despite all the stories floating around online, there's a real lack of solid evidence to back up the existence of black-eyed kids. Most of the stories are based on personal experiences, like I said earlier, and they can differ a lot in the telling. Sometimes they can get exaggerated or made more dramatic. The original account of Black Eyed Kids was from a journalist. 
you know, someone who might know a thing or two about spinning a yarn. The thing is, these black eyed kids, <laughs> these black eyed kids stories have a lot in common with other legends and spooky tales about strange kids, ghosts, and creepy entities, or what the internet is now calling creepy pastas. So it makes you wonder if black eyed kids are just a new spin on these old stories. And sometimes what people interpret as black eyed kid sightings could be explained by psychological factors. For instance, pareidolia. Our brains have this tendency to see familiar patterns in random stuff, especially in low light or when we're in unfamiliar situations. That could contribute to seeing what you want to see. Add the internet and online communities and presto, they're great for sharing stories and experiences, but they can also make beliefs stronger when everyone's agreeing with each other, especially if you find yourself in an echo chamber. And when somebody's already convinced that black-eyed kids are real, they might start interpreting things they see as proof, even if there are other explanations available. It's like, our, like I said, our brains trick us into seeing what we want to see, which is why we should believe half of what we see, none of what we hear. Did y'all really think I was going to get out of here today without saying that line? I got to say that line at least once every two or three episodes. <laughs> so yes, black-eyed kids might sound interesting, but there's a lot of reasons to be doubtful. It's smart to take a close look at the evidence, or lack of, and think critically before buying into this idea. So now you ask, what do I think? What does Tasha think? I think these stories are incredible and frightening, but at the end of the day, they're just stories. Until someone comes up with something solid, an unmanipulated photo or video for instance, I'm not buying into this evil kid myth. And perhaps you'd like to change my mind. Send any feedback you might have to SinisterSilhouettesPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for 11 reviews on Spotify, and I got two new reviews on Apple Podcasts. I am pleading with you to keep them coming. Before we wrap up this journey into the shadows, remember, the mystery doesn't stop here, fam. If you've got a theory, a question, or just want to share your thoughts, don't be shy. Reach out to me on our social media pages, because this podcast is all about community. And hey... If you're enjoying these Sinister Silhouettes as much as I'm enjoying bringing them to you, make sure you hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. You won't want to miss a single spine-tingling episode. And if you'd like to support the show, check out the description of this episode. There are means for you to do that. So until next time, Shadowy Sleuths, keep your flashlight handy and your curiosity alive. This is Tasha signing off. Stay sharp, stay sassy, and keep shining a light on those shadows. Be safe out there. <laughs> Peace.